Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. And we are one day away now from the NFL Draft 2019 taking place in Nashville, Tennessee. And part two of our running back film room series on today's podcast, Wednesday, April 24th. Hi, everybody. I'm James Swanson. This is Pad the Stats Fantasy Football Podcast, your home for everything fantasy football. And yesterday's podcast, as you remember, three running backs today, three more running backs, and we'll probably try to squeeze one more in tomorrow. I do want to talk about, I didn't get Damian Harris on this podcast. I do want to do a film room study podcast session on him, as well as maybe one or two other guys. But on today's show, we are going to talk about three more players. Daryl Henderson out of Memphis. We're going to talk Rodney Anderson out of Oklahoma. We're going to talk Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. So let's get this thing on the road. Before I do start, I just want to remind everybody, you can find the podcast, subscribe, download on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. So it's on Google Podcasts. It's on Apple Podcasts. You can find us pretty much anywhere, so go ahead, subscribe, download. I do really appreciate everybody's uh, support in you know you know supporting the show, and we put a lot of work into um, you know watching game film, breaking down things you know throughout the year, and helping you to succeed in a, in you know building and establishing a roster, whether it's in redraft, dynasty, whatever you name it. So I do appreciate you uh, you listening to the show and. Let's get this thing on the road. So first thing we're going to talk about, first guy we're going to talk about is we'll start with Daryl Henderson out of Memphis. So here's a guy, the first thing that I noticed when I watched Daryl Henderson run is he, I think he kind of looks like a smaller version of Jay Ajayi. So Jay Ajayi is somebody that I noticed, um, you know, from watching him a bunch is, is, you know, he's kind of a downhill guy, right? North, north, south. Uh, There's not going to be a ton of wiggle in his game. There's not going to be a ton of you know, lateral jump cuts and things of that nature. But it's north-south. When he hits you, it's like hitting a brick wall. And for Daryl Henderson, a guy who's just shy of 5'9", 208 pounds, not a huge guy, but when you hit him, you know, you notice defenders just kind of just kind of hit him and fall off of him. It, it's He's a lot like we've seen. I've talked about this in, in yesterday's podcast and Tuesday's podcast about the three other running backs we already mentioned. Is a lot of they break a lot of tackles, you know, for a running back class that isn't that strong. Uh, we've seen a lot of these guys, you know, have the ability to break a lot of tackles, and I think Daryl Henderson falls into that category as well. Thirty-one inch arms, eight and five eighths inch hands, four four nine forty. I thought he's one guy who act, I actually think he looks faster on tape, uh, a little bit like Singletary out of FAU. I think that that Daryl Henderson looks faster on tape. When he gets in the open field, I think he's a home run threat from what I've seen. Now, the the, the 40 time wouldn't necessarily suggest that. A four four nine for a running back is a good time. Let, let, let's not mistake that. Everybody wants to think that a four, you got to run 4-4 four, four or sub 4-4 four, four to be really fast. But if you're running sub 4-5 or around 4-5, I mean, you're fast. That's the exact time Miles Sanders ran. But I think he looks faster than Miles Sanders, especially when he gets in the open field. Um, talking about some other measurables here, 33 and a half inch vertical, 10 foot, one inch broad jump, 74th percentile there, 22 reps on the bench press. So pretty impressive, um, pretty, pretty impressive stuff from a, from a peripheral standpoint in terms of what he did at the combine. I thought he had a good showing. Um, here's a guy who has quick feet. I don't think he, you know, out of everybody that I've watched so far, um, 
you know, this guy doesn't need a whole lot of space to get up to top speed. Uh, he finds open field and goodbye. Uh, you know, he again, he looks faster than what he ran uh, in his 40 time. You know, again, just does not require a whole lot of space to get up to 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 that top speed. I think he has the speed to win at the next level, um, not just in college. I think he's a dangerous home run threat when he hits the open field. Um, he's just kind of has a knack, a nose to 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 hit the home run, to to break a tackle, and then he's gone for 50, 60 yards. He does that quite often. I thought the production was really good. Maybe uh, some of the best production that we've seen. You know, he's a very sturdy guy. I just talked about J.H.I. I think he's kind of similar in that sense. A little bit, you know, smaller. J.H.I. is a bigger guy. Um, but defenders look like they're just, you know, hitting a brick wall when they run into him, and he just kind of shrugs them off. He's got this upright running style, which I didn't love, you know, watching him even in between the tackles. I think even when he's one cut and go, he's he just looks upright and stiff. And... But but when guys hit him, he still just just keeps going. It's kind of impressive. Um, the one thing that I do really like about Daryl Henderson is he can be used in the return game, and I think he can be re- used there immediately. If he's not a guy that's going to establish as a three down back right off the bat, you can bet he's going to get some production in the run in the return game. Now I know that doesn't bode well for fantasy owners, but I think it's something that okay, you know, he's going to stick on an NFL team in some capacity. He will break his fair share of tackles. I know I mentioned, you know, just a second ago that the defenders look like they're hitting a brick wall, but he also will just will just shed off tacklers when he's moving laterally, um, when he's, you know, breaking a, a run to the perimeter, whether it's in the tack inside the tackle box. Um, he breaks a fair share of tackles and really almost always picks up an extra two to three yards when he hits the second level. So I think this is a guy that consistently falls forward. He fights for extra yards. He's pretty tough. He can hit the home run. Again, some of the things I don't like here, I think he runs too upright. I think he just looks stiff in the hips. And I see that a little bit with, like, I think J.J. is a decent running back, but I, I think that he's kind of the same way. And those were some of the similarities kind of fit in. And with Daryl Henderson, I just think he looks like a kind of a stiff athlete. Like, he's not very... I don't want to say he's not flexible, but he he doesn't look like the other guys that we've watched in terms of ability to jump cut, get to the outside, um, you know, a, an arsenal of moves that that's going to make a lot of defenders miss. I think he does bring some good things to the table, and I do think he can be an early down back. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if he has that. I don't think the upside is is quite there with Daryl Henderson, to be completely honest. Um, Let's see here. What else did I write down? I Again, the Montgomery Sanders Singletary podcast that we did yesterday, again, I, I just don't see that the, I guess, the package of moves that those guys have, um, you know, as early down runners. You know, I think also that, that Daryl Henderson might just be a really good product of an O-line in terms of what he does did from a production standpoint and also versus below average competition, uh, you know, playing at Memphis. You know, he really wouldn't be touched a lot until the second level, until he got five, six yards down the field. And I thought he he showed good vision. I thought he did some good things. But a lot of times it was just, I mean, here's the whole hit it go. Like there wasn't a lot to do. It was just go, go, go. Um, I also don't think he looks like a natural pass catcher. 
Um, though he they do use him in the slot from time to time. I think that they tried to utilize him, you know, a little bit in terms of you know his versatility. Because again, going back to the to the option in the run game or, or the return game, excuse me, um, this guy is versatile. But I just don't see it from from a total, you know. As far as an athlete, I think that he does some good things, but at the same time, going back to to being looking kind of stiff, not really looking, um, I guess, like a true three down back to me. So, so so far, Daryl Henderson, out of out of the three other guys that I mentioned yesterday, um, he's probably falling behind them so far. But I don't want to rush too much into my running back rankings yet. I will have those. Um, probably going to do, and this is a little bit of a look ahead. We're probably just going to do a ranking show or a rankings podcast of some sort after these teams land where they go. Because again, that that depends, or, or that um, what I should say is that will determine a lot of things in terms of their fantasy uh, stock heading into 2019. Okay, so let's talk about next. Um, let's see. Let's go, Rodney Anderson out of Oklahoma. This guy. I talked about how much I love David Montgomery's tape yesterday. Rodney Anderson is my favorite tape so far out of everybody. Even Josh Jacobs, I'll even say that before I even talk about Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs' tape is impressive. Rodney Anderson is the most versatile running back in this draft class. Uh, I'm not afraid to say that one bit because what, what absolutely gave me the confidence in saying that was his Le'Veon Bell-like ability in the passing game. I haven't seen a guy thus far that lines up in the slot and runs an entire route tree like this guy. Whether it is out of the backfield or the slot, he runs an entire he he can run an entire route tree. There's no question. If you want to run him down the seam and throw it to him 25 yards over the shoulder, he has the body control to go back on a back shoulder throw on you know adjust and make a back shoulder catch. Um, he has the ability to you know have a defender right in his face running right alongside him and, and make over the shoulder catches. He catches the ball easily away from his body. Um, he ran this option route, and I can't remember who it was against. He ran this option angle route out of the backfield, um, you know, where it's just it, it's out in the flat, like you're almost kind of like you're running an arrow to the sideline, but then it's it's an option. It's basically an angle route just back inside, uh, basically where the, you know, the linebackers are vacated, you know, depending on what kind of coverage being ran, but he's he was lined up man to man, and it was one of the, it was so crisp, and he easily got inside the linebacker. May you know nothing crazy. It, it wasn't anything that's going to blow you away, but but the route running, uh, it I thought was very impressive. Um, best that I've seen so far. I think that versatility makes him, you know, a, a top notch prospect in this class I think the size also helps him out six foot and a half to almost 225 pounds a big guy not quite the same runner that we saw out of Oklahoma a couple years ago in Joe Mixon they're they're different runners um you know I see I actually see a little bit more Frank Gore in in Rodney Anderson's game uh just in terms of the way he kind of weaves it's not a it's not a Miles Sanders like where it's it's you know jump cut jump cut foot in the ground hard and go he's more of a a little bit more of a weaver in between the tackles but there this is the other thing right I haven't seen a guy yet who shows the kind of vision the kind of patience and really just the overall feel 
for how a hole is going to develop in terms of Rodney Anderson. Now, I know the line has been very good there at Oklahoma, uh, but but he really does follow the design of the play to a T. I thought he allowed his blocking, again, to materialize and, and really just has a knack for finding creases, tight creases too at times. Um, yeah, I think he's just a true in-between-the-tackles NFL-style runner. He's going to be an early down back in the next level opportunity to become a three-down back. That's what I see with Rodney Anderson. I love, love, love his game. Now, let's go back to the measurables a little bit. I mentioned his size or his height and weight, 30 and three-quarter inch arms, nine and three-fourths inch hands, 82nd percentile there, 25 reps on the bench press, pretty good, 85th percentile there. Now, let's preface all this, okay? What's the catch, right? Why is Rodney Anderson, or what would keep Rodney Anderson from being the number one running back off the board this year? Quite simply, injury history. Go back to 2015, fractured fibula, second game of the year. 2016, fractured vertebrae, missed missed the entire season. 2017, now that was his junior year. 2015-16, Joe Mixon, right? 2017, at least I think. I I know the incident with Joe Mixon, I can't remember how that shook out. I can't remember if he missed games. I'd have to go back. But regardless, 2015-16, freshman and sophomore years for Rodney Anderson, wasn't slated to be a starter. Played the entire season in 2017 with Baker Mayfield, and then 2018 tore his ACL in his second game. So really, as a starter, um, you know, I don't know, how I can't remember how many games Oklahoma played. Let's say they played, you know, 13 apiece, 2017, 18, 26 games. Um, So you're looking at a guy who probably played, what, a total of 14 out of 26 games, something like that in terms of, of starter, you know, potential. Um. Also, apologize if you hear some <laughs> slurping going on in the back. Our, cha- our, our dog here is, uh, you know, kind of roaming around. So if, if it sounds, if you hear something in the background, he's just getting a drink of water. No big deal. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, go back, Rodney Anderson. So the, the, you know, the injury history is a real concern there, right? Um, I just, I'm concerned about it. Now, the first two injuries, I think, are a little bit freak. The fibula, the vertebrae in the back, um, or neck, I, I guess it was. But the torn ACL, now, the good thing about that is he did that early in the season, and he should be, I think it was week two of last year. So I think he should be ready for this season. I think, hopefully, he will be ready for, you know, training camp. I don't know about rookie mini camp and all, you know, the OTAs and, and, things that matter, but I think he will be ready for the start of the season, or at least I hope. But that's the biggest thing, right? I talked about all the great things, the patient, the balance, the versatility in the passing game. He's going to be a three-down back, I think. He's got great vision. The feel, uh, it's all there. I mean, the guy has some speed to, to, to break away. Now, he didn't run a 40-time or anything like that at the combine because he's been hurt. Um, but I think that from a, a size when you combine his size and his ability as a runner, as a complete runner, and as a pass catcher, I haven't seen those that combination or that total skill set, that total package, I guess, that I've seen with Rodney Anderson. It's just a matter of if he can stay healthy. Now, the one, if, if we're going to talk knocks, and if there was is one big knock on Rodney Anderson, I think it was his ability, or I shouldn't say ability, but his... Um, He's going to need some work in the pass protection game, is what I'm trying to say. He needs to become more polished as a pass protector. He didn't show very good feet at all. I thought he was actually pretty lousy in terms of his pass protection. 
So that's something that's going to have to, you know, to shape up if he's going to be a complete back. But that's something that, you know, with NFL coaching, I think a lot of guys come into the league and they're not quite polished in that area. He can certainly get up to speed. But he's got every other aspect of the game that you want in a complete NFL running back. And more so in, you know, for fantasy purposes. I think that that out of everybody I've watched so far, and I'll talk about Josh Jacobs, because Josh Jacobs and, and Rodney Anderson are right there for me. Rodney Anderson right now has a chance to step in and touch the ball 16, 18 times a game. Better chance than I, w- I think anybody right to this point. So I love Rodney Anderson. I love the tape. It's just the injury history. Will he get banged up? He's already done it a bunch. Uh, that just has to scare you when we talk about Rodney Anderson. Okay, let's talk about third and final. I already talked about, mentioned him, I guess I should say. Josh Jacobs out of Alabama, 5'10", 220 pounds, 10 and one eighths inch hands. Those are the biggest hands in the class. 31 and a half inch arms, 4'6", 440, 1.610 yard split, which is a little bit below average, and 18 reps on the bench press. Josh Jacobs is the best athlete from a total perspective at the running back position this year. Ronnie Anderson has a complete game, but if you want to talk about just the, the the most physical specimen at the running back position, it's Josh Jacobs, I think, hands down. While his 40 time wouldn't suggest that he's a top-end flyer and doesn't have track speed, he is the most explosive running back in this class. He, he combines size, 220 pounds, with explosiveness that is really, I think, unmatched. Ronnie Anderson doesn't compare... David Montgomery doesn't compare. They look like second fiddles in comparison to what to what Josh Jacobs shows. Um, just from a pure, just get the ball and and explode. Just explode off the tape. Now, I don't want to make it sound like he's Saquon Barkley or anything like that, because he's not. But if there's one guy who has the highest ceiling, who's the DK Metcalf of running backs this year, it's Josh Jacobs. And I think if you've been listening to a lot of podcasts and watching a lot of rookie rankings, that you know most of uh, the rankings out there probably mimic that, right? Let's talk about some of the things that he does well to, to help solidify that case. He shows excellent body control in the passing game to adjust, to adjust his body to make back shoulder catch. He made this one play in the national championship game. That's the first thing I wrote down because that's the first bit of tape I, I watched was them versus Clemson last year. I thought that that he made this really nice back shoulder catch, and I thought, okay, I've seen him run a little bit. Now he can do this. Okay, he also has Rodney Anderson-like versatility. Not quite to that level, but he, he can do it. He is a go-to guy. If you need one yard, and when Bama needed one yard, it was always Josh Jacobs. It wasn't Damian Williams. It wasn't, I think their third guy is Najee Harris. I think, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but... I think he's going to be a guy next year to look at. But we know Alabama. They have five-star running backs come in and out. I mean, it's like clockwork. And this guy was the go-to guy. Whenever they needed a yard, he was the go-to guy. So when we talk about goal line threat, when we talk about touchdown production, I'm a guy who tends to think that touchdowns are kind of fluky in a sense. But by all means, this guy really has a chance to score a lot of touchdowns just because he's if he winds up in an offense that's going to be in the red zone a lot, that's going to be inside the five-yard line a lot, I don't know another a lot of other backs that you can hand the ball to 
or you're going to want to hand the ball to over Josh Jacobs. So he has a chance to score a lot of touchdowns, I think. He's a true battering ram. I mean, you want to talk about just seeking out defenders. He lowers his shoulder violently. He runs with a purpose. He runs with a chip on his shoulder. I haven't seen a guy that's this highly touted of a running back you know, run with that big of a chip on his shoulder. He looks like you know Devin Singletary out of FAU in that sense. Um, yeah, just a beast, an absolute beast when he, he's coming at you. And he'll give you that forearm shiver, and it's, I mean, he really will throw defenders off of him more so than anybody I've seen so far. Now, again, he's not overly fast, but but the I, I mentioned like four times already, he's extremely explosive. Um, I, yeah, really impressive stuff from, from Josh Jacobs. Everything that I've seen and read and heard to this point, from when, when I put on the tape, I see the same exact things. And I'm not going to knock anybody for making him their number one running back. And if you have the number one pick in the rookie draft this year, I think that he he probably would be your first overall pick. Now, he wouldn't be mine. I'll, I'll say that right now. I know that might sound a little crazy to people. Rodney Anderson, I still think, is the most complete guy here. Now, the injury can... The injury past really does concern me and it should concern you too so when push comes to shove that's going to be a tough call for me if if Rodney Anderson stays on the field consistently or just as much as Josh Jacobs or again just at a consistent rate I think he has the best chance to be you know a three down back right away and I think he has a chance to be uh you know a very versatile guy who who probably catches more passes than I than anybody I've seen so far, or at least more than Josh Jacobs. I think he has that again that Le'Veon Bell like versatility in the passing game that would allow him to do so. So so far, I have I I do have Ronnie Anderson as my number one. I have Josh Jacobs as my number two. Uh, I have David Montgomery as my number three. Miles Sanders as my four. I did switch that. I put Devin Singletary one slot behind Miles Sanders. Um, and then I had Daryl Henderson at six so far. So I do need to talk about Damian Williams. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, Justice Hill is somebody else I would like to, uh, to put a podcast out about. So we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll take a look at a couple other guys, but I'm again, I'm excited about these three guys just as much as I was really the three yesterday saved Daryl Henderson, who I, I, I see some things that that tell me that he's not going to be a big-time fantasy factor at the next level. I think if you talk about another guy who might not be, it's Devin Singletary. But outside of those two guys, I think you have four other good running, really, really safe running backs that are going to find their way on an NFL field. Um, And the comp for me for Josh Jacobs, I did want to go back to that, not to harp on Alabama guys, but I I thought I saw a lot of Mark Ingram in his game. Um, especially in between the tackles, I thought I saw a lot of Mark Ingram in his game, so not a bad comp there. I, I, I just, uh, I like all three of these guys: Josh Jacobs, um, you know, certainly Rodney Anderson, like I mentioned, um, and then you know David Montgomery, Miles Sanders. In terms of my top four, I think those guys have the best chance to be your early running backs. Um, or at least early down backs, the earliest in their career. So that's all I have for today's show. Um, Hope you enjoyed this one. We will have, again, one more 
on our running backs. And then the NFL draft starts tomorrow night, everybody. I am so excited. The first round tomorrow night. And then this weekend, it's Game of Thrones, the Battle of Winterfell. Oh, this week can't, just can't get any better. I'm so pumped up. So enjoy your Wednesday, everybody. We'll talk to you next time on Pad the Stats. Have a good one. Bye-bye.